Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to share with you that I have brought back my signature course, She Nets Worth, a hairstylist guide to going independent. So if you've been independent for a while and you don't have systems, this course is for you. If you're thinking about going independent and you're not sure if it's what's the right move for you, this course is for you. I know for myself, I wish I had this course. Basically, the first four years I was independent, I struggled because I didn't have the infrastructure or the understanding of the business side of my business. So if this sounds like something you could use some help with, please head over to my website, wavemaking.com, and check out my course. Okay, so I want to talk about this idea uh, that I heard you know, in the Really Sweet Summit from one of the speakers. It was this idea of forced growth that we shouldn't grow. And I've heard this from a few people, Nina um, Tulio being one of them, like the idea that like we shouldn't grow, be, be, we should need to move our businesses or to grow or to do things. It should be something that we're forced to do, meaning like we shouldn't be like, okay, you know, this is different for everyone, but it's like, maybe you can make where you're at work more for you in the interim, you know, and then like be forced to grow, outgrowing where you're at versus trying to upgrade before it's time to do so. So this is a very convoluted way of saying like, what if you just grew your salon in your suite and you like had add that assistant or that team member and you make what you have work for you until it's something where like you're bursting at the seams and you need to grow beyond where you're at. Because I find for myself, you know, if I look back on, you know, in my career and times when it's like, okay, I want to have a commission salon. It's like, I always felt like I needed something to be able to do that beyond where I was at. And the really cool thing, it was, um, Tara's, um, presentation for a really sweet summit, um, Hensworth. And, um, she was saying, um, that, you know, like you grow, she got advice from a mentor that was like, just grow as much as you can. And then when you need to move on, move on. And she's creating a bigger salon, um, because she's been in one of the studios with like, I think it's five employees or maybe eight. I don't know, but I think it's so, uh, under discussed and utilized this, I like the thought of like, how do you make where you're at work more for you today? That could go for your physical space. That could go for your actual job, right? Like your actual employer, like how can you fit in where you are better? And I don't mean fit in. I just mean like, how do you get more of your needs met? Like what quarter turns would need to happen to like have it work for you. And I think oftentimes we find that it's really just fear of getting started and working towards our dreams that stops us from actually ever taking action towards them. Because it's like, you know, if I thought I needed a bigger studio than my 650 square foot studio to have renters, which I don't, 
I I would have I would have kept myself from the th- you know two and now three renters that I have there. Like, how do you have this work, and how do you can make it conform or like reconfigure it to really work for the business you have? And you know, I think that COVID kind of taught us this, right? Like, okay, so it used to be like, well, I only have three chairs, and there's only three people can work here, you know, ever. Only three people could rent here, and it's like, well, but how often are people working because it's like we've got a chair it's like flip the script it's like rewiring how your mind works into being like well actually like the stations could move and you know we could have you know as many people as the chairs allow for people to work in when they're here working and I think that it's an example of the just like you know how how we can sometimes stop ourselves from pursuing our goals because we're like oh but I would need a bigger space or you know I don't have a car or this this and that and it's like there are so many people achieving so many cool things um and finding fulfillment and they're doing it with less than you think right so I don't know that just inspires me like you know after listening to that um that presentation on just like you know, wait, you know, having your growth be something that you're forced to do because as you're growing, it's, it's no longer meeting the needs that you have for your business. It's a much cooler, more like calm way to have your business and career go because it doesn't leave so much, you know, like we talk about like not chasing our dreams. It's like, there's a lot of indecisiveness, right? Like, but I can't really do that. And it's like, well, then you don't want to do it bad enough, right? Because if you really love what you say you love and you really want to pursue what you want to pursue, how do you do that where your feet are today? And, you know, that's been different in different times in my career, but, you know, it's kind of like, I never felt like I was going to be ready to have an assistant. It's like bombs away, get one, you know, like, learn on the fly or, you know, like bringing that first renter on. I was so scared because I had all these situations where like, it's like, I don't, I didn't have it. It didn't pan out the way that I thought it would. Well, it was awesome, but I had to, had to have the courage to, to do it because it was something that was unknown. And in doing that, then I have a second one and in doing that and I have a third one. And it's like, I think it's just really, really getting out of your own way in order to start to grow the, the business you want to grow. And I'm talking about physical space, but I think a lot of times it's not even physical. It's like the mental space. It's like your online course you want to start or your, um, you know, whatever your brand that you're building outside of doing hair behind the chair. It's like, you don't need as much as you think. And, you know, when I talk to people that have podcasts, I always say like, we've all Jimmy rigged our stuff up. We don't, no one's, no one's things work the same, but we're all delivering our message. We're all showing up. And it's like, it doesn't matter how you come to pass or how it comes to be. But I think that, you know, when you think about forced growth, it's like, you know, you know, what, what can you do with where you're at? And it's like, so someone is really amazing at emails. It's like, well, start that email list. That's a passion of yours. And like, 
it's not something that takes a lot of force, but it's a way for you to be working towards your dream or the person that, you know, is like, I want to put this course out, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the platforms. Like there's so many good platforms, like pick one, start up. Like you can always switch it later. You can, the growth that you have in your course on this small platform, you may need to upgrade to a bigger platform, but you won't need that unless you get started where you're at. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that it's just, it's something that like the, just the idea of forced growth is like, it's so invigorating to me because it involves, it's like, be creative, like do your own spin on it. Like, you know, what you'll come up with is different than someone else. And the way that you deliver a message that's similar is going to resonate differently with people. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I love the idea that we don't need to be so hard on ourselves to create the, the perfect environment to, to dream up the businesses we want to have as as much as it's necessary to just use the business you have today and rework it and evolve it. And like there will const- it's a constant evolution and it's always evolving. It's never the same. And, you know, you can, you can do a lot with what you have. And when you do a lot with what you have, then other opportunities come, then bigger things change, you know, like Yes, you might move, you might find yourself not in a, in a salon loft anymore and you're in a retail space, but it'll be, feel so natural when you have the business that's like already been functioning and running that you just plop into that new space. Because I think so many times we think that if we get the right like environment, if we get everything set up, then like build it and they will come. I actually think that that saying's bullshit. There's a lot of people with a lot of beautiful salons that don't have enough culture, have enough uh, inner workings to their businesses to have anyone come. Like, so like, like, let's talk about that for a minute. It's like, okay, so you're by yourself and you like build this amazing salon and like, it's just you. And it's like, that's awesome. But what if in the suite you were in, what if you, what if you had started to cultivate the culture that drew people in and you had a renter, you had the employee and you, you, you kind of worked it out and you had a lower overhead and you really figured out how it all works, how, how, what makes it tick and why your business, like the nucleus of it, like what makes it special. And then from there, boom, you go into a bigger space. Hey, it doesn't always work out like that. You know, like I had my place to myself, you know, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't want people to, to not start pursuing things or, you know, learning new skills and cultivating new, new hobbies and passions because they think that they don't have the, a big enough salon or they don't think, because the thing that like, I'm always blown away by when you see the inner workings of like, let's just say like when I went on Brett Michaels tour bus or something like that, just wanted to be able to say that it's one of my claims to fame, but like, it's just a tour bus. It wasn't as glamorous as I thought it would be. It was like, oh, this is, this is, okay, this is like a bus and like, yeah, it's cool, you know, but it wasn't, I think we, we have so many times we look at people's businesses and we, we think that they're way more like over the top or like they're so next level. And I'm constantly reminded when I like put myself in situations where like I get to see the inner workings of something, I'm like, well, actually like, 
oh, I do it like this. You don't have a plan for that? Like, let me show you how I do it. And I think that that's just a good reminder of to know that, you know, it's not the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, you're better off, as they say, watering your own grass because, you know, you might find out that that person has turf. It's not even grass. So you've been trying to make your real grass look like their turf. And I have turf and you, you, you won't you won't beat the turf. The turf is indestructible. It's the greenest grass you'll ever see. And it photographs beautifully, but it's not real. And I think that we can do that with our businesses and we can do that with how we um, keep ourselves small because, and you know, Brendan Burchard says a lot, like we don't want to be seen as starting small. Like what? I don't have an, I don't have an example that doesn't show me starting small. So it's like, if you're going to make anything, if you're going to do anything, you can start where you are and it can be small. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is like, if you're not making something or growing something because you're afraid of what people will say, it's really funny when you make the thing and the person, the kinds of people that you thought would pass judgment on it are in talks. You're talking to them and they're like, well, I know what you said on your podcast. Like you, you talk about blah, blah, blah. And literally your, your jaw will drop. You're like, this person listens to my podcast. Like this is the kind of person that I would have thought would have been very judgmental of me. And, you know, been like, who's she to talk about this? And it's like, we have so many stories in our heads of why we can't do what we want to do and how we don't have, we need a bigger space to grow and really just like grow where you are and like watch how things come to be because I've seen no exception to this. And, um, yeah, I think it's exciting. It should free you up. It frees me up. And, uh, I hope you have a way of making day. 